0: A listener note the safety information discussed in this podcast are our views based on our personal firsthand experiences. Each safety situation presents unique risks, and the solutions discussed in this podcast should not take the place of thorough risk assessments or evaluations based on your specific circumstances. Thank you. Welcome to Safe, Efficient, Profitable, O Worker Safety Podcast where we break down real problems from real situations and discuss realistic solutions. And here's your host, owner of Allen Safety, LLC, and CHMM, Joe Allen.
1: Hello, this is Joe Allen with Allen Safety. I'd like to say welcome to our podcast. I've never got to do one of these before, and I'm pretty excited to do one. So today I want to tell you a little bit about who we are and who I am and what is the goal of this podcast and give you some information on our first series here. So the first thing is uh, my name is Joe. I grew up in the amazing state of Oklahoma and because I did I got to see some pretty cool stuff in life and then I got to go spend some time in the military out east in the America's amazing navy and as I did that, I got to be a corpsman, which I thought was pretty cool. And then after I got done with that, I got out and went to college. So I was a little older when I went to college, and a lot of people would be. And there's pros and cons to that. But after I got done with my degree, I got out. And after I got out, then I said, all right, I got to go get a job. So one of the things I looked at doing was I took an internship at a food plant. I thought the food industry was pretty neat. And then I ended up taking a full-time job coming out of a food plant. And uh, the rest is history. Um, I never really was going to be a consultant. Uh, I was always going to be like a, maybe a corporate safety person for some company. And it just became an opportunity that it was asked to me if I ever wanted to be one from one of my, uh, former employers. And the next thing I you know, I said, maybe, and next thing you know, it's 22 years later and I've been a safety consultant and had a company. Because I was given the opportunity to be a consultant, I really didn't know what they did. So I got to learn. And the biggest thing I will tell you is that I got to learn all the things that I liked and did not like about consulting. And one of the things I learned was is that there's an end user and sometimes the information doesn't make it to the end user. So one of my first goals was any process or anything we did to make sure the end user got the same message as what we started, and what the intent was. So, when it happened, it was as we were building the company the first few years, we said, What is our main goal? And we became what I call a process improvement company. Or, my view was that any hazard or any opportunity or any challenge was given to us. Really, what it came to, down to was, How do we help that person doing that task? run better than they did the day before and that could be through training it could be through observations it could be through whatever concept or idea we decided but the main goal was how do we do that process? So that's kind of where we started with the process improvement idea. And then the next part was, okay, now what are some of the, the things we get to do? Well, originally we were going to maybe do some training and do some investigations like any uh, normal company would. And it kind of grew over the years to some different avenues and different ideas, which keeps it exciting. But it also makes it challenging. And it all came back to the same thing, process So As we got pretty good at one thing, somebody say, well, can you help us with this? And we'd say, sure. And we'd try that and we would help. And they said say, that worked. Can you help us with this? And it just grew over the years. So I never would imagine at this point in history, one, what our company be successful? It is. But two, I'd be even doing this podcast right now. But one of the things we talked about was I travel a lot and I'm all over the country. And we've seen some some variations of things that I was like, well, that was kind of cool or not, or how did they get that way? And I'm always asking myself these questions. So one of the things we noticed was the people we interacted with were amazing at what they did, but sometimes they had questions or sometimes they didn't understand where it was coming from. And I started thinking about why is that? And I started concentrating more on the concept of how's that information getting translated and how's the end years back to getting that information? And one of the things we talked about was is that With turnover and people moving up from positions or companies doing different business strategies over the years. When I first started, a lot of the safety people grew up in the ranks. And as they grew up, they became a safety person. They'd never done safety before. There was no formal education or training, they just were safety. Then people like me were being introduced in the industry that had some education or some experience and background. And we became safety people for a while, but we didn't know much about the in. In result or end user or the industry so what i was looking for is how do you how do you take those different backgrounds and different ideas and put them all into one perfect place and that became the safe efficient profitable concept is how do we take one point in time and say that's the best way whether you're educated or experienced or or doing a process on the job how do we make it the best moment and that is the idea of how all the our basically this company has grown, but also things like this podcast came about. It's a new process, new idea. There was a gap. Let's figure out how we're gonna fix it. All right, so here we go. So now we've got this podcast, and this first one's gonna be called uh, basically like a like a new manager idea. So I'm a new manager. Maybe I did get promoted, maybe I I've got my degree and I'm starting to work there. And now I'm this new manager and I think to myself, I'm ready to go. I can do this job, I've taken the job, I'm excited. I go down. I find out where my office is going to be. I say to myself, these are all the great things I'm going to be doing. And now I get to go to the floor. Maybe I've been to the floor before, but not in this role. So you're going to look things a little differently. Maybe I've never been in the floor, like the first time I got there. Now I go walking out of the floor. And as I go out there, I go, okay, here's what I think the hazard is going to be. And then I start looking around like, no, nope, that's not really what I thought it was going to look like. It's actually different or it's a different version. So what am I going to do now? Today, in the world that I live in, I still get to go to a lot of new places. I still have some of the same emotions that I did years and years and years ago when I first took my first safety job. And it's pretty wild to me that I still had that same emotion, new client, new concept, new process, whatever you want to call it, it's the same emotion. So how do I get through that? So I'm going to break down a few ideas in this podcast of how how I get through the first day or the first few hours. Hopefully this helps you out and gives you some guidance. So here we go. All right. So the first thing I do is I say, I'm going to take a floor tour. i decided I'm going to take this floor tour and I'm going to walk out there and see what I'm looking at. I open the door. There's, there's people and there's movement and there's machinery and there's forklifts. And I'm like, okay, the first thing I'm going to do is look around and see what I think a hazard is. That's first. Now it's interesting. What I may think a hazard is the first day may not be what I think it is 90 days later. And that's because it's wild how you say to yourself, oh, this is scary or this could be an issue or this could be a challenge. And just by the sheer nature of working in that environment for 90 days, not years, not 20 years, not whatever people talk I'm talking 90 days after 90 days you say oh it's not that scary and you kind of want to go back and look at your notes and say well I thought I thought it kind of was the first hour went out there so that's the first thing you want to do you want to open up your mind when you walk out and say take everything in don't don't say to yourself well this is or is just take everything I think it's a hazard don't prioritize don't try to put it in a box this is a hazard what's the hazard go from there sometimes you're going to think the hazard is really important and you really need to address it but you can't you got to let it take its course because you may look at some Someone doing a job, you think, man, that, that's hazardous. And you want to step in and get somebody involved because you're the new manager. But if you wait about 30 seconds, you may see something that they're doing in the job that's even more hazardous than what you saw. And if you would have interrupted that process, you wouldn't have got to see the big picture. So I'm all about first observing what the true risk, the true hazard, the true ideas, and then start to break down what kind of priority I think I'm going to do. Now the way I do this is I may document it on a pad, I may put it in my phone, whatever, like in the notes of my phone. I may do that. But the main thing is not to prioritize, not to be critical, take the information first because remember yesterday they were doing this process pretty much probably the same way they're doing it today and just because you're standing there doesn't make it riskier or not. You're trying to first figure out what does the world look like that you're working with. Now the second thing you're going to do then is that you figure that out, you got to say to yourself, all right, how how am I even going to manage this? Do I need to look at some paperwork? Do do I need to look at some ocean logs? Do I need to look at investigations? Or am I just kind of overwhelmed standing there saying, I'm not really sure where I'm going to start next. The way I look at the world is start with what you see in front of you. Take a couple of minutes and then say, all right, here's 14 things that I think are a hazard. Now what I've got to decide is, is there any of them I can help manage or reduce the risk in the next 10 minutes. Is there any of them that will take 10 days? And there's any of them that may take six months. So yes, I may believe there's a hazard level or priority level, but I'm also thinking about how do I start mitigating risk as I go? There are sometimes I may have a low hazard. We can mitigate right now. And sometimes it may be a high hazard. We may be able to mitigate, but I'm first thinking about, how can I get these things accomplished and start reducing risk? And at the same time, what is a high has not? What I don't want to do, especially being a new manager or a new safety manager, I don't want to write down 42 things I think are wrong in a list, go back to an office, put a priority, say this one's high. Go to a meeting, go to the meeting and say, okay, uh, engineering, okay, ops, I think this is really an issue. What I would rather do, I'd rather take the information and say, okay, here's the ones I think that are important and get a hold of engineering and ops and say, is this really a hazard? Did I see it right in the right uh, content when I was out there walking around? And if it is a hazard, and you both agree it's a hazard, is there anything you think of that we can do to reduce it before I start giving my ideas? Because they may have an idea that works completely better and is way more beneficial for how they run the business. And what I want to do is I don't want to add a step that makes the business not run correct. I want to add steps that make the business run better, process improvement company. So what I want to do is I want to find out That at this shift or at this time or at this product, this is the way it should really run. And my idea may be, what if we could do this or what if we could do that? I'm more of like a coach at that moment. I'm thinking, you know, yes, it's risky and I'm thinking, yes, it's a hazard. But I'm really trying to get the team to be involved with what are we talking about? And I'm trying to figure out how to reduce that risk Yes, I I have an idea and concern about what we're going to do in the next few minutes. But my biggest thing is, can we do it real time? Because if we can actually agree as a group, ops, engineering and safety, that it's a risk and we can actually agree of a better way to do it, then I'm not having to manage it so much the next few days. And one of the things I want to talk about is, is anytime you introduce a new process, a new concept, a new idea, I don't want to have to manage a lot of it. What I want to do is I want the process or the person to manage themselves because they have accepted it and they've agreed and they're on board and they want to do it so it basically has its own life and that's where you want to get to. When you're talking about injury reduction and risk reduction, there's no there's no job I've ever been able to do or no task that I single-handedly is able to do it. If I get the right people involved and get the end user involved a lot of times, they will tell me a better way, and I'm like, okay, and now we've reduced it. So now I took something that I walked through for an hour. I had these things I thought was risky. I had these priorities that was going to make it a high priority or, or, or a serious priority. What a category you want to use. And actually, after about a few minutes of talking or looking at the actual process of the end user, it may risk be at zero or maybe the hazards at zero or maybe the level is not as scary as I thought it was. So I've not only mitigated a problem the first few days I'm there, I've also built a lot of teamwork and relationship with my team that I'm just I'm not going to come in and just be like, this is Joe Allen's way. What I want it to be is what's the best way to do this process moving forward? So I will. I'll write down a, a what we can do today, ten days, um, six months, ninety days, whatever you want to call your system or year. Now I do this because sometimes you got to work capital. Sometimes you it's different kinds of meetings. Sometimes what we fix today, we say that was a great idea, and what was one of the gaps? We should have better training. When's training come up in sixty days? All right. Well, then, when 60 days comes up, we're going to add into training these control variables that help accomplish the task that person wanted. And once we do that, now we've only fixed it today. Not only have the end users' buy in, but now we're addressing through the training side and we're capturing that for future people and for the future of how we run that product or process. And now, now that's just a great day. All right. So, what am I looking at now? Now I may have personnel issues. I worked with that. Now I may have some turnover. Okay. Maybe I mean, I captured up some training and I may have some uh, financial issues. We can't afford to do that now. Okay. Maybe we can't afford to do it now. What could we do? I'm asking all these questions in my mind when I'm walking through the floors, because I want to go into this meeting or this idea of not just a ranking system, but where we can add value and where I think we can bring value. All right. So now what I want to do is I've got to, maybe do some kind of chart system. So a lot of people like to Excel spreadsheets, a lot of people like to write things on a board and have task procedures and and that's fine. Any process you want to do, I'm fine with. My main goal is let's get the data out there. Let's take number 1, figure out what number 1's going to be, figure out who's going to help with number 1, and then my biggest thing is what we realistically do with number 1 just like we identified immediately, 10 minutes, 10 days months year whatever but i'm also looking at can we actually do this based on this time frame if we need to change training if we need to change the job if we need to change some engineering what is the real time parameters that we're going to be able to do that task and if that task requires a longer amount of time than we're comfortable with that's our opportunity as a group to be like i don't know do we really want to wait that long or do we want to handle it beforehand now, I bring this up to you because everyone knows, you know, there's there's safe and there's unsafe. And what I spend a lot of time on my days when I'm prioritizing items is it when is it unsafe? Is it unsafe today or is it unsafe after we get the project done and we don't do things correctly? I believe it's. Unsafe today, which means what can I do to reduce the risk? I'm not saying there's not five things I can or can't do to reduce the risk, but if one of them is financial and I can't get it down to number four, and one of them is job rotation, I can't get it to number three, and one of them is job setup or or um, the position of where the employee is going to stand or how the area in front of the employee is set up, I can't manage, and maybe that's number three. What I'm looking at is what can I do? Can I do one of the five? And for every one of the five that I can do, I still reduce injuries and I'm still trying. And I want to do that. I want to get the path going that we're going to be able to accomplish this task. And that's my main goal. One step at a time, one step at a time. So I'm going to set a priority and uh, what can we actually get in the timelines we can. Another thing I'm going to look at is. Who's going to manage it? Now, sometimes when you're a new safety, it seems like everybody wants to give you all the stuff they've been waiting to do for safety for you because you're the new safety person. Sometimes you say, I'm the new safety person. I really don't know anything what's going on with that particular process. I need ops to help me. And you'll have a tendency of just wanting ops to be put as the person who's responsible. I kind of like having all of us involved, I like having maintenance or engineering and safety and ops for that area involved. I think if you take a maintenance person who works on a piece of equipment every day and you take an ops person who works with that piece of equipment, and interacts with it every day, and you take a manager who's managing the person working on that piece of equipment and I can get involved and we can all agree together, here's a better way to do it. I think that's the group who should be on the sheet that says who's going to be responsible for it. because we all have Buy in, and we're all working together. Because if I decide to write something like a lockout procedure or some kind of task procedure, I'd want to do the same process. I want to get everybody involved. It's not my way of looking at it. I'm just kind of back into that coaching mechanism again. All right, so now we figured out who's the priority. We never figured out parties involved. Now we figured out some dollar. We got all that stuff figured out. Now what I want to understand is, I want to understand when we can do the work. When can it get done? And I want to make sure I have some way to update all the status that I'm doing. I may be able to do 5%, 10%, 30%, whatever I can do, but I want to be able to track that so I can show improvement from when I'm on my team, but also from morale issue. If I'm new to safety or if I'm a new safety manager, I want people to say, hey, you know, this person, oh, Joe doesn't get everything done maybe as fast as we want, but he still keeps trying. And he gets a few things done and a few more things done. And they can see that the status or, or the progression of it is moving. And there's a lot of a lot of emotional issues that are going on at that moment because they don't ever know how you're gonna be in your job and you kind of know how you're gonna be. And it's it's a great feeling when you both are on the same path of we're gonna get this accomplished, and I'm not gonna not gonna leave you. And because of that, we're helping each other out. It's it's wild how that relationship starts building. And it's also pretty wild what can be accomplished in the next few months or next few years together. All right. So now I'm gonna update the status of each item. And then I'm gonna say, th- okay, what what am I gonna do now? I've got to close this out eventually. How am I gonna close it out? Can I finish my spreadsheet? Can I look at my PO? Can I look at different processes to close it out? What can I do and how am I gonna track that? So one of the things I'm gonna do is is I'm going to then take the idea and I'm going to say, what is actually closing out? It's closing out, filling out the document, is closing out validating a process. It's closing out taking the information, saying yep, and being tested a couple times. What is closing out? Probably the one of the biggest gaps I ever see is, is that everyone will do a great job. They'll do their floor tours. They get their list together. They prioritize. They're so excited what's going on. And we only get to about 85 to 90 percent and we never get it closed out correctly. So I don't like closing stuff out. What I like doing is closing out and then revalidating a few days later. If it's something that affects multiple shifts, I want to validate each shift. If it's something that affects multiple people, I want to validate with multiple people. I actually will go out there on a first shift and be like, do you like this idea? And the the end users say, or the operators say, I actually do. Okay, well, go. I'll be back. And that's it. It'd be like five minutes. I'll be back in a few hours. I'm going to have second shift because I want the Goal of the hazard or the goal of the risk to be reduced not just for one shift and if i can get each group to all see you bet this is way better we're good to go i'm pretty sure they're going to manage it i'm pretty sure they are going to do a good job and now i just spot check on it higher often i feel like it could be walking through and saying how you doing just thought i'd double check this is three days later it could be i'm just walking through to go do something else i say hey how you doing i'm glad it's working out for you i appreciate you help me do it i'm into that that Emotional connection where that employee feels like they're part of that solution. I think that I think that's great. And then the last thing I want to do is I want to go back and I, I want to look at my failures. If you cannot be a process improvement company without evaluating failure. And I spend just as many hours figuring out what we could have done better. Or maybe the timeline could have been better. Or maybe the way we interact with the person. I spend just as many hours on that as I do saying, yeah, we got it accomplished and we're really doing good. Because I could have said, hey, let's do three. And maybe I wasn't looking at it right. Maybe I didn't show it at the right time. Maybe I didn't write the ask question. I'm always challenging myself. Is there a better way we could have handle that situation? Because my view is it wasn't the only time it ever happened. It wasn't the only person that probably ever exposed and probably not the only time that risk happened. So if I've got, say, for example, 14 plants or 25 plants and they had the same piece of equipment, there's a pretty good chance that when I go to my next location and they have that piece of equipment, I may see that same risk. So what I'm really looking for is how do I capture the data, let each person doing the task at all the different plants had the same risk reduction. And then the second part of it is to speed up my timeline on how I manage it. So if the first one took four days to get it done at plant number one, and I say to myself, how "We should have been to be able to do this in three days? What I want to know is, is how can we do it in three days? And if I can figure out how to do it in three days, and then we go to the next place and we're able to do it in three days, then that's great. Those people had risk reduction one day faster than the other one and i believe that each place you go to and each time you have interaction it should make the next process less hazardous i believe that every part of the process and all the people's part of the process can make it better it's not just joe allen process improvement i believe everyone can improve the process and i believe that is probably the funnest part of my entire job is getting to interact with people see how they work See how these new managers work to see them have goals and accomplish them. See the excitement in their eyes when they're doing a task. See how they work with people on the floors, how excited they get. And just seeing how safety overall runs better when three days ago may not have been on our radar, might not have thought about it, but now it is. All right, so that's um, where we're kind of at today. These are a couple of ideas I hope helped you, makes you look at the world a little differently, helps give you some structure. And uh, we are putting together, like I said, uh, these podcasts. We're going to do some different ones. If you want to check out some stuff, like I said, we have websites and Facebooks for com. and there's some free stuff on there you can read if you want. And there's different kinds of articles. I mean, if you want to know a little bit more about a company, there's even a, a What About Us that tells us some more about who we are and what we do. But to close out with this, I just want to say thank you for your time. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to a couple of different ideas. Uh, we're trying hard to figure out how to gap fill opportunities we're seeing. And we're just seeing as we go across the country, people are asking questions. People are having more and more maybe opportunities in their careers or maybe more jobs added to their plate. And we're just trying to give you some different ways of looking at the world and different ways to get your goals accomplished. So thank you again for listening. Uh, We appreciate it and have a good day.
0: Thank you for listening to Safe, Efficient, Profitable, a worker safety podcast. If you like what you heard here, please take a moment to write us a quick review, like, subscribe, and share our podcast so that others can find us. For questions or to request topics that you'd like to hear on our next show, please visit us at wwwallen safetycom Thank you.